You're listening to a Mash Those Buttons production. Visit us at mashthosebuttons.com. There it is. We need to have a talk about this World of Warcraft (laughs) classic. Do I look like I know what a WoW token is? (laughs) (laughs) It makes everybody laugh. All right. So we are in discussion. This is definitely going to be a second episode. So it's going to be interesting how I edit all of this together. But uh Simon Eyes did awesome rogue guides mm-hmm. uh on count on countdown to classic and on classic life they are mm-hmm. amazing they cover everything that changes you should definitely mm-hmm. check out both of those but here on this show yeah. we like to get to know the content creator behind the content and that's something mm. unique that we do here Ooh, so okay let's get <laughs> to know you Simon Let's get to know about your WoW back background. When did you start playing WoW originally, like actual retail? Uh, I don't know, like a month after the release. My cousin, you know, knew about the game, showed it to me. You know, he's a warrior going through the wetlands. And I was like, dang, that looks hella cool. So I, I you know, bought the game, subscribed, started with a hunter. and. Leveled up, played the game. It was great. Wait, um, when was this? What expansion? Like 2004, original. So vanilla. you were oh, okay. you were little, huh? I was little. I remember we <laughs> had the small guild alliance on my stupid little server because there was like the population was so small. Like there was like two raiding guilds. So then a bunch of the smaller guilds got together and like. <laughs> We spent weeks trying to kill Lucifron because apparently that was challenging for us back then. And like everything was challenging back yep. then. Oh, Get, yeah. Getting and, enough and, hunters with tranquilizing shots so we could then even attempt Magmadar. So we had to do Lucifron for weeks. Well, and um, so many people don't realize how bad the gear was. Yeah. Early on in the game. Like, there was no spell power on things. There, like it was literally the gear was horrible for like mm-hmm. most classes, and people didn't know how to gear. Yeah, I mean the the theory crafting, the support uh, on that side of the game just didn't exist at that mm-hmm. time. I mean, it, it was wild. It was fun. So I played that, and then um, I played uh, Burning Crusade, but I wasn't really raiding at all in, in classic. I, I managed to get you know, into one of the raiding guilds and we did like a couple bosses in Naxxramas. And like we killed Cthune, uh, but we didn't clear Naxxramas. That was too Same. hard. We did four um, bosses, but yeah, everybody the just bosses kept quitting. And, and Resuvius. Yeah, basically <laughs> everybody ones. kept quitting and we just had to like, yep. we had to yep. run all the new people through MC, BWL and everything yeah. every week. Yeah, and it was like, Five to eight hours a night, five mm-hmm. to six days a week. It was rough. Yeah. Well, so how I did played, well? How did I'll you get ahead. like? How did you get in as such a young player? Because our guild, and I think a lot of guilds, like basically At just age banned. Requirement. Yeah, yeah. It's just eighteen or over. Period. 
Yeah, I lied about my age to get into the <laughs> guild. Because <laughs> I was talk friends with one person in the guild who informed me there was an age requirement. So I definitely <laughs> said I was like 19 or 20 or something. Um, yeah. Nice. That was Did that. Did you use Ventrilo? Oh, gosh. I can't remember if it was Ventrilo or TeamSpeak. Yeah, one or the other. One, one of the two. Yeah, of yeah, course. I think TeamSpeak came along later. I think Ventrilo yeah. was like basically the used app in mm-hmm. Vanilla. I think it was Ventrilo mostly. <laughs> um, but then I, on to a Burning Crusade. I played it a little less. You know, I was focusing more on real life. It wasn't really raiding at all in Burning Crusade, but I remember the like, I went to school for a math major. I like before I was even in college and like math was my favorite class in high school. Um, I had a great math teacher in in the high school I went to. Um, And I remember in Burning Crusade, like the main thing I remember doing was coming up with casino games that had, you know, favorable odds that weren't like easily calculable by the audience. <laughs> and I, I remember my favorite game. I called it Lucky Sevens. You roll, you know, your one to well, one to a hundred. If your number has any sevens in it, you get like three times your 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 bet. And, and if you roll 77, you get like 10 times your bet. And it's like I could make that 15 or 20 times and like I'd still have a profit margin. And people really love that. Um, and this was <laughs> before. Uh, Blizzard decided that maybe players shouldn't be running in-game casinos because it causes more problems than than good. Um, so whatever, I made a shitload of gold just, just <laughs> letting letting people give me their gold. That's um, awesome. <laughs> uh, oh and then that got you know shut down. And then Wrath of Lich King came out, and that was when it really got kind of degenerate. I mean, I was out late at the store for the midnight release, standing in line. My cousin was there, too, who showed me the game initially. And then, like, stayed up way too late, and I had to go to school the next day. (laughs) I went to school the next day, but, you know, wasn't really present for learning in any capacity. Um, You were there. Physically, sure, (laughs) yes. You were there. but but throughout Wrath, it kind of died down and, um, you know, focused more on real life things. Um, and, and Wrath is when I really stopped playing uh, retail midway through. Never killed the Lich King. I went into Ice Crown a couple times at least, but never got all the way to Lich King. Much more casual at that point. And then then it was off until until like many years later, I heard about. Oh, this big private server up and coming. You know, I could play classic World of Warcraft again. That game was great. So then I just like played it on the weekends every once in a while. Level up my rogue on the private server. And uh, then that got shut down and there's a whole fiasco. And then the news that, wow, Blizzard is going to release classic World of Warcraft in an official capacity. Like everyone in the private server seemed like, could not believe it like they're like is this like it was such such a shock and everyone was very happy and i was very happy they're like that is so cool um yeah mel uh, Mel and i were at uh we were covering over uh overwatch at the overwatch league at the time mm -hmm. we were at blizzcon uh i forget which 2017 i think when they Mm -hmm. announced it and i was like oh wow 
Well, I think I'm going to, I think I'm definitely going to check that out. I didn't know I was going to make content on it, but mm -hmm. I definitely was, uh, was, uh, intrigued by, uh, that at that point. And mm -hmm. I was not, I remember oh. <laughs> all the retail because I knew a bunch of, of, of retail, like podcasters and they're mm -hmm. all at BlizzCon going, Oh, so stupid. It's nobody's going to want to yeah. play that. And I was like, you, I think you you're wrong. Oh no. Yeah. I think you're completely wrong. I loved that I got to be right at that. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. So then um, it, in, you know, my my private server guild moved over to classic when it came out and played with the same folks. Great folks. Um, I'm in a different guild now, but, you know, I'll remember those folks. I played with them for so long. It was great. And uh, I played on a really shitty computer. <laughs> back then <laughs> and some of the folk like at one point i asked my guild i was like okay i i i gotta upgrade this computer i can't like blade flurry at the start of molten core lag for five seconds like i need to actually be able to press my buttons properly during my cooldowns really or whatever uh, yeah it's very helpful so you're uh, saying you stopped you stopped buying hats for a good uh you know, a couple months, <laughs> couple months and then you were up. able to save up. Right. Well, well, what happened is like I, I said, like, OK, I'll, I'll dedicate like 500 bucks to getting some upgrades. And some of the people in my guild were much more tech savvy than me. They like I told them the specs on my current computer. They're like, OK, these are your you know most bang for your buck things. But then a handful of people just like wanted to donate a video card that they had an extra or just a couple hundred bucks to get you know, better stuff. And that turned into like a thousand dollar, just completely new computer. So, nice. I, you know, I was very thankful for my guild supporting that. And then this was a computer that was actually capable of streaming. So that was in AQ 40 on garage. That's when the Shimonized show started. And in it was classic, streaming right? too. Yeah. Yeah. In classic. Yeah. Um, yeah, streaming to, you know, less than five people every Tuesday and Thursday evening. Yeah, well, that's where it has to start. So we've had Snowmy on the show. We've had Sarth yeah. on the show. And both of them specifically referenced you as, well, Simon Eyes is making content. So I just felt like I should make different content because your content was oh, so no. good <laughs> on, uh, want, on I mean, uh, Rogues. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, like it's it's a competitive space, you know, like it's a fairly small audience. And if you've got, uh, you know, if you're recognized as an authority, there's probably not a lot of room for someone else to grow that isn't recognized as an authority It's very difficult. Um, and like how I first, you know, got into. Becoming a rogue authority is like I eventually in classic, I decided like, OK, I need to, you know, take my gearing more seriously, figure out how I can deal more damage. You know, I need better tools. So I went and I searched for, you know, existing spreadsheets or simulation tools, either from way back when that I could recover or, you know, newer ones that had been made for classic. And I looked at what existed and like my math brain you know had to look at the back end of the math like not just the front of the spreadsheet like is this actually doing good calculations that i think reflect what happens in the game and i decided well 
I don't think so. I think I can do better. Like there were aspects of how, you know, damage estimates were done in the existing tools that I thought weren't that accurate. And that thus began my my journey of making my own spreadsheet for gear analysis. And, you know, I made one for classic and that one looking back at it. Now I say that kind of sucked. Uh, but then, you know, I iterated again. I made one for Burning Crusade. That one is significantly better, more sophisticated in how it handles calculations and what it's capable of doing. Uh, and now looking back at that one with my wrath sheet, you know, out and, you know, in the wild for months now. Um, you know, the TBC one's kind of like, uh, the, the wrath one's not as big of a jump. From you know, classic to Burning Crusade was a big jump. Uh, Wrath one is better, but not quite as much better. Um, I I mean, I've been doing it for a long time, and I'm self-taught in Excel. Um, that's just the the medium I was most familiar with at the time, uh, and uh, a lot of uh, some of my friends were like more Excel, good at. And hmm. I find different things in Excel all the time, yeah. right? Yeah, where it's like, wow. It can actually do this for me. That's so yep. cool. <laughs> yeah. But some of my friends that are like more into coding, they'll be like, Simon, why? Why the hell are you still coding this damn spreadsheet <laughs> in Excel? Like, why aren't you using Python or uh, I, I don't know, whatever other like code, like proper coding language? And it's just like, man, I know how to do Excel. I can right. do Excel and I don't <laughs> I mean, yeah, the it, amount of time it would take you to learn the other thing. It's like, is it worth rebuild, it? Because I feel yeah. like I can do what I need to do here. Yeah. And then rebuild all well, the systems. Hold on. Bef be because we're starting to get into your content. But before we do, I just yeah. have like. Sure. I just have two other questions. Yeah. Are you for the Alliance? <laughs> or are you for the Horde? Oh, definitely for the Alliance. I just played Ooh. Alliance all the time. And I'm, you know. I, I've had Horde characters before, but I go to Orgrimmar and the city is ugly and it's got dirt floors and like mud huts, mud huts, mud. Yeah. Like, come on. Can you pave a proper street, hut? please? <laughs> I mean, give me a break. Who nice. would play that faction? Nice. All right. And then the last personal question is, what is your favorite expansion? Mm, I mean, I didn't experience a lot of Wrath of Lich King the first time around. Uh, so I was, you know, much more casual. So, it, I mean, my f my favorite is definitely the epic feeling of the big raids in vanilla, you know, taking down Ragnaros, taking down Nefarian um, nice. with with a sh I mean, the the gravity of it that like you couldn't possibly know every one in your 40 person raid. It just made it feel like so much more epic uh that being said i understand there's significant logistical issues with having 40 person raids and it's probably for the better that they're you know knocked down in size but i'm i'm ready for like the second time through of wrath where i actually experience all the content to to be my new favorite i i think there's potential there uh, I think Wrath's just my favorite because of all the different rotations and everything that goes in. Mm -hmm. And I was lucky. I, I, you know, like, honestly, Rogue and Warrior are probably 
some of like probably the two most fun DPS classes to play in van- mm-hmm. in vanilla. A lot of other classes, yeah. warlock, mage, everything was pretty much just one button, you know. Like, mm-hmm. So frostbolt, shadow bolt. Yep. So so it's, it's oh sorry, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say. So Roxy brought up something in chat that mm-hmm. I think has merit here. So where does wow go from here right like you mentioned your wonderful experience and then you mentioned what made you drop off right like real life and Mm -hmm. you know you encountered other things but as we go through classic the majority of the classic population i feel like is at a very different point in life than they were when they went through original or you know heard about original and if we go from wrath to cataclysm to mob to whatever is next mm-hmm. i don't remember um like do we actually progress through all of that because we're at different stages in our life right like mm-hmm. i stopped wow because i went to grad school and yeah. i couldn't play anymore and i just didn't have time right but mm-hmm. that's not a thing for me anymore i know that's not a thing for a lot of people anymore where a lot of people fell off because they went to college or they you know mm-hmm dated girls or dated boys or whatever, right? Like they wanted to move on with their lives. That's not a thing anymore. So do we really think that people would not continue or do we think that people would continue because that's the point in the life that they're at? I mean, I think that's going to be different for every person. I don't think it's going to be a thing that's, you know, largely consistent across the whole player base. I mean, I'd be, I'd be surprised if it was even like, if there was as much as a 60 40 split one way or the other like i think it, it it's very mixed it's hard to say right. uh but like do we think I have that no... the population is the same like do we think that there was maybe a decrease in the number of people that played because of life versus mm-hmm. because of dissatisfaction with the game i guess oh uh, yeah well i mean i think the game did you know change to be in a lot of ways more convenient like with the addition of random dungeon finder at the end of wrath of lich king originally like towards the end of the wrath you know expansion and uh, and looking like for with, raid like second or second phase of cataclysm looking for raid and, and i feel like a, a lot of the gear changes i actually remember one of my friends got me to resubscribe during cataclysm because he he was still playing and we were kind of hanging out we wanted to play something together and i didn't last very long i mean i went and, and i did some like quest chain out in the world that i could solo and i got an epic item from it and i kind of thought like what is the point of this item being classified as epic like it depreciates the meaning of epic uh, like epic's supposed to be difficult to get and yeah. i just felt like a lot of the things that were exciting about the game just became too homogenized and too mm. uh like uh, a reward isn't doesn't feel as good when it's easy to get a reward feels much better when you know it was difficult to get or rare to get Um, And I wonder if maybe here's my devil's advocate, right? Maybe that was the change that they made to try to keep people in 
mm-hmm. that we're falling off because of life changes, right? Like, yeah. I feel like everybody kind of like that started playing the game. Granted, you know, some were nine years old and some were 18 years old, right? But mm-hmm. everybody was going through life changes about the same mm-hmm. time, right? And yeah. so everybody that was going through those changes, right? Maybe they were like, hey, we need to make this more casual. And now's their chance to say like, hey, these people that came and played again through Wrath, they want something a little bit different. They want mm-hmm. to continue to have the commitment that they had before. Yeah. They're not going through another life change of going to college, going to middle yeah. school, going to high school, like whatever it is, right? Yeah, I think it. if they continue with a lot of the like casualization of the content in the game that there's going to be a similar drop off. Um, They're going to have to, you know, if they want to go down the cataclysm, miss a Pandaria, whatever came next, I don't even remember um, line. They're going to have to change how a lot of those systems work, like looking for raid can't can't happen um and they're gonna need to like seriously invent a lot more new stuff for those or significant changes to the game systems well and then like okay so i like mel had quit for her she was trying to do her master's degree Mm -hmm. and i i stayed in kata um and i was i joined like the best guild on the server and like it just like it felt i i, I don't know it it felt boring like and that's mm-hmm. why i quit then and also star wars the old republic was coming out and they promised to make an amazing game and i was on the hype train mm-hmm. for that and i joined that yeah. and then quit it like after max level pretty soon but like but like i did come back in 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 mop similar to why mm-hmm. you came back in kata a friend mm-hmm. said hey come on and they had this like recruit recruit a friend thing that yeah. was you got a level i think it was level 90 then or level 85 or no level i think it was level because it was 85 in kata mm-hmm. i think it was level level 90 you got a boost so I got a boost and then I was a little overwhelmed by everything that was going on, like as I logged in. But then the real like catalyst for me was I opened up the talent trees and they were these little mm-hmm. blocks. None yeah. of the cool little icons for all the yep. different talent trees. So there's just blocks that you change. And it was just so <laughs> simplistic. And I was just yeah. like, nope. I just logged out and I never logged back in yeah. until until classic came out. And that for me was the biggest like thing that just like made me go, this is gross. Like, cause mm-hmm. like, just, just, just think about what you're doing on the wrath, the wrath beta right now. You're trying to yeah. reinvent comps with the intricate talent trees and mm-hmm. you're finding new shit that people yeah. have never found before or that mm-hmm. was found by someone and lost in a forum years back. Mm-hmm. But that shit isn't allowed once they took away the actual trees. And so right. that was the big thing for me. Yeah. I mean, having that, I, I think like being 
assassination or combat or subtlety, like being just that is way less interesting than the exist the talent trees we have in classic Burning Crusade and Wrath, where like you can put some of your points into combat and others into assassination. You you have a lot more decision making and a lot more flexibility in where you put your points. And people say, oh, you know, it doesn't matter. There's still a, a cookie cutter best spec as if that's some kind of counter argument. It's like, of course, there's always going to be some like theoretically like no matter what options you present to a player, there's going to be a cookie cutter best best selection. That doesn't mean it's a good thing to reduce the number of options you give the player. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to give you just just for Mm -hmm. that, because that's what makes it so cool is that you can have those little differences. And I know lots of times it's not a lot. Yes, lots of people are going to take the cookie cutter build, Mm -hmm. but the amount of options that you have leaves room for in in invention even years after the game is out Mm -hmm. that we never saw for instance the wrath uh revenge spec it was a Mm -hmm. small forum blurp back in in wrath but people have shown that it's unbelievably powerful right yeah and it's just something you couldn't have with those new those new talents and it's like i mean i've been able to I, I don't want to toot my own horn too much but i've been able to innovate on rogue like already like we do like it was well established that like rogues are really good single target damage but everything i've been able to read is like oh you want your warlocks and your moonkins for your aoe and you've literally topped moon- the overall yeah. damage across yeah. and, multiple and raids like, with really good streamer players like it's yeah. great and and like I, I joined like the first raid I did this where like none of the energy generation was bugged at all. Like we were going into 10 man next and we were trying to, you know, giga pull, like pull everything in the patchwork room at once just to efficient, kill it faster, whatever, group it all up, AOE it down. And it's like, we had, we had some moonkins, we had some death knights and I was the rogue and I did a hybrid spec between assassination and combat. And I was doing like like on my best pull where I actually executed things properly. It was like fifty thousand DPS left everyone else in the dirt, in like the, not yep, even the close. Dust, yep. It was like, come on, but you know what's funny though? DPS, what the fuck are we talking about? Rogue AOE. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what's it's funny, what I told my guild like, leader this- months back too, and he was like, uh, "I think uh, you'll be beaten out by the end." I'm like, "I'm telling you, dude." There's going to be ways we're going to be top. And he's just like, uh, maybe. Here's the thing, though, is that it takes someone like Simon to develop that, right? Mm-hmm. But that allows Simon to kind of use his creative, you know, analytical skills to determine mm-hmm. what is going to be best, right? But then all the sheep follow. So mm-hmm. everybody else will still pick that spec for yeah. x y or z situation right and they well, what's, well, what's I think wrong with that though nothing's wrong with that i'm just saying like allowing that like you're saying like you want everybody to have the creativity but really that only applies to a couple certain people and, and i want those, those certain, people certain people like simonized to have that option 
I agree. I agree. I'm I'm not saying that I don't want that. I, I really appreciate that. Like I've seen Kim develop some crazy pre-specs that I'm like, mm-hmm. will you just send me what I should spec, Kim? Because <laughs> I, I don't know. Like <laughs> you're much more intelligent about what is good here. Like, hey, is this trinket what I'm supposed to be using right now, Kim? Mm-hmm. Like I rely on Kim for that knowledge, right? Because I know mm-hmm. that he's much better at that than me. But I'm just saying either way, it all at some point becomes the sheep follow the herd, yep. right? Like yep. they there's always something that everybody's following. But I feel like making it so that certain people can't develop that and where you know wow develops that for them, I feel like is not great. You're talking right? like just, in reference to cataclysm talents versus right. wrath talents. Like if, yeah. Yeah. Like if yeah. they say like, hey, this is what you can do. Mm-hmm. It's like, OK, hold on. You're a much like, more narrow. Other field. people. Like, yeah. Why not let other people like figure out your system for you? You know, well, like, and there's I mean, mm-hmm. and there's really cool things like um, I'm, I'm I might be wrong here, Simon. But like, for instance, like in early wrath as a rogue, a combat rogue. I'm going to take mm-hmm. points in uh, in the thing that gives my poisons more chance to hit, so I don't have to get extra extra hit gear. But later mm-hmm. on, when that hit gear, there's a much more of it, and like you can get it easier. I'm going to move those talents to something else. Maybe it be uh, or crit chance on eviscerate because I'm getting much more eviscerates out. And I did mm-hmm. in lower gear stuff like that. Like that's the things and like uh warrior in TBC changes from using your last fury talent to mm-hmm. later when you have more hit and that talent, unfortunately is like set attack power instead of a percentage. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't scale. You change specs completely. So like, yeah, I think those types of changes are really neat. And that's what, those well, and it's new like talent trees don't in, give. Yeah. In Sunwell, that we had to get the talent that reduced our threat from healing spells for mm-hmm. Muru, right? Basically, that's yeah. why we have the talent is because in Muru, our circle of healing pulled adds to us and yeah, we inside them off. It's tough. I, I've done that on a paladin before, and I like I judge righteousness on that void spawn and then I exorcism that void spawn and that void spawn is still just going towards the priest yep. <laughs> and I'm 100%. like shouting out on voice chat like I and did I, what I can. It's yeah, still and I fade <laughs> and I shield and I just sit there and I pray for the best. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, well, and that's what makes those types of talents so neat. And it's cool to see that they are trying like, you know, in Dragonflight to bring that type of uh mm-hmm. diversity back so it'll be interesting to see if they actually do it well yeah i mean i pay attention to the like news about each new expansion and i've been like kind of interested in each one i feel like m- m- my opinion of blizzard's like expansion cycle is that well every expansion they get better at hyping it up but the quality of the game is, is middling at best. Right. But they I do feel get like better I, at I, hyping it up. They do. I feel like I have an advantage because my brother plays retail, mm-hmm. right? And he mythic raids, and yeah. he will like tell us, you know, like, hey, you know, this expansion's doing this or something, and mm-hmm. he's like, 
He's like, this expansion, I actually feel like Blizzard might actually give us something that we yeah. really do want. And he's like, and I feel stupid saying that because I feel like every time I say that, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, yeah. But he at least keeps us in the know. And there's times mm -hmm. where he doesn't raid for an entire expansion because he doesn't want to level another alt or something. Yeah. Um, and his class isn't good in that expansion. And I'm just yeah. like, this is so crazy oh, to me. Hold on, hold on. You're using the word expansion. It's tier. Like, okay, he, yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he does it here. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, raid that tier because he plays warriors specifically. And sometimes they're good and sometimes they're bad. And so and he, he basically PvPs just doesn't play if not they're not lot. good. Yeah. 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 But the talent trees for Dragonflight bring back that like point by point selection. That that's something that interests me. And they, uh, I got the Dragonflight Alpha. I installed it. I haven't loaded it a single time, though. Maybe I will. Maybe I won't. I mean, I'm busy enough with the, all the Wrath of the Lich King going goings on. Yeah, Bobby and I both did, too. We both got the Dragonflight Alpha. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's it's on our list of like, hey, mm -hmm. maybe. But, yep, yep, yep. You know, I don't know. I mean, I I wish for the best, right? And I'm hoping. Right. That through classic, they've learned maybe a few things that like has lost some of their population throughout the years. Mm -hmm. And maybe like they can reinvigorate retail. Like, yeah, isn't that the goal of all of this? Like either yeah. to reinvigorate retail or to develop an offshoot of the game <laughs> that like we can move on to, right? Yeah. Like, I feel like the ideal would be them to make retail a game that both retail and classic players want to play mm -hmm. yeah that, that would be just, ideal that joins the two populations and that's yeah that's like the ideal outcome right yeah. but whether or not that's possible or yeah it might even, be a fairy tale yeah yeah, yeah. And, I, I mean the biggest problem with me i've said it many times with retail is it's just too bloated at this point like mm -hmm. you see so many different toys and mounts I mean, there's what like. <laughs> but who a, cares like, about the cosmetic stuff? Seven hundred like, mounts in the game, or something like that. Like you know, it's just it's just overwhelming. Like, in all reality, to me, that doesn't matter. Like I could go into a game where somebody has seven hundred mounts and I don't have that mount. Like whatever. Like, mm -hmm. but if I go into the game and right now, if I log into retail, I'm gonna assume that I just literally have no idea what I'm doing. Oh, it's it's overwhelming as hell. Ed Simon, you said that while I was oh while I was away. Yeah. I actually have the Dragonflight Alpha installed. Yeah. And I just yep. have it like I really want to do the dragon riding part. I cause mm -hmm. I feel like that's how mounts should have always cool. worked. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's a skill thing. Like mm -hmm. so I'm interested to try that, but I haven't yet done it. And yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm basically mm -hmm. waiting for some time when I'm going to be wanting to stream and the servers are down. But every time the servers have been down so far, the Wrath beta has been up. So I'd be like, well, yeah, yeah I'm going to do that. <laughs> right? <laughs> Pretty so, easy choice. No, God. All right. So, all right. all right, let's let's get on to your to to your your content now. And I don't really yeah. know where to start because you said you started streaming with like four, you know, viewers. But. Like your your YouTube channel is huge. Like maybe give us the timeline of how you start with 
Yeah. Yeah. Like of how you just basically started making content. Cause I feel like you made, you streamed God. first and then uh, we're like, I'm going to make a video. If <sighs> you, my YouTube, I mean, my YouTube videos, if you go back to the, to the <laughs> earliest ones, they really suck. The audio quality <laughs> is bad. Oh, um, dude, you're, uh, you're uh, like thumbs, awkward pauses. Your thumbs, Sorry, your thumbs early on. I think this is really funny because Mel's uh, like leveled up with like thumb with thumbnails. Yeah, yours are just as bad as ours were when they started. Yep. And you can yep. just like scroll up and see how much better they get, and like yep. now they're just awesome. Like, gosh. I started okay. So my my first four videos are Simon Eyes Advanced Rogue Guide. Cooldown usage is one. Uh, ability usage and rotation is another. Energy pooling and then movement and uptime. And they're all like three to four minute videos, just covering the like aspects of rogue play. And the the like the thumbnail is the front page of the PowerPoint that is the video <laughs> that I talk over. Yeah. It's, it's not great. <laughs> um, gosh, when? Okay, that was uploaded January 11th, 2021. So, gosh, that must have been later than streaming. AQ40 of Classic. I don't remember what mm. day that <laughs> date that is. <laughs> Uh, um, sometime it was 2020, but I okay, don't remember exactly. Okay, so the streaming exactly. must have started. Okay, yeah, so early. Yeah, basically, this podcast started before AQ opened, like mm -hmm. basically a month before AQ opened is when this pod started. So, yeah, I mean, the YouTube channel has never been a like weekly uploads channel, and I felt I, I really like thought about that because looking for success on youtube like i know i want to have you know weekly uploads you know to have a consistent viewer base and grow that audience i believe that's an important thing for youtube success but i knew if i forced out content like that it would drop the quality because i wouldn't always have something meaningful to put into video format every week and I've decided like there have been spurts, you know, I could go on a month or two where I do get monthly uploads, um, but uh, uh, never consistent over the long term because I never wanted to drop the quality of the content. I felt like. Yeah, well, I mean, July you... 28th, by the way, was AQ. Gotcha. Oh, 2020. 2020. OK. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, you can see like I know you've been super uh You've been super busy, but your last video was a month ago, you know, and like I'm sure you have yeah, it's, I'm sure you have one's planned, but you've been writing guides for Wowhead and doing yeah, all kinds of other stuff. Since that up upload, it's been, you know, writing guides for Wowhead for rogue class, you know, and this time around, you know, in TBC, you know, we really only had one viable rating spec. So on Wowhead, we we just wrote about combat. But this time around, we're writing for all, or I'm writing, I should say, for all three rogue specs. Assassination, combat, the two viable rating specs, and subtlety. Like, if you want to play subtlety in raids, like, I, I put a strong caution at the top of the guides. <laughs> it's like, this isn't going to be competitive in damage output with the others, but if you want to maximize this and you want this to be fun, like, here's how to go about it. Right. Um, so that's been a 
a whole heck of a lot of <laughs> work. I mean, because I mean, we got you know best in slot guides for like pre-patch, right. pre-raid, phase one. You know, rotation guides, talent guides, like everything. And I have to clone that, you know, across three specs. It's been a lot of work, and I decided like, okay, I have to get this <laughs> done. I cannot keep up. You know, I can't do the writing and the YouTube and the streaming. I can't keep those all up. So I decided to do the writing and the streaming because I feel like the streaming is what, you know, keeps my live audience, you know, more engaged than the YouTube and the YouTube will come back when I can. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I feel like you could just like the 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 wowhead articles you've written, you could just do a YouTube and just like from Mm -hmm. that script, just immediately make it. then. Probably Wowhead would put that link in the actual article too. Probably, I feel like YouTube isn't as like not flaky. I don't want to say that, but like YouTube people will wait for like a notification lots of times, mm-hmm. right? Like Twitch viewers, I feel like expect a certain amount of like live streaming from you, mm-hmm. right? And if you start to let that down, then they kind of start to fall off, and it's a lot yeah. harder to build that audience back, back up. up. So I feel yeah. like. I feel like you're right. It's a real catch-22 about streaming. You're like, I don't want to stream today, but I should. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, but if you lose, yeah, 10 people because you didn't stream that day, right? So what was it like going from, you know, five viewers, right, to, like, how many do you average now when you stream? 300 Mm, some. 200, 200 average, sometimes up to 300 average across a, you know, Depending on what I'm doing that day, it can right. be four or seven hour stream. Um, if that, you, do you oh, feel gosh. like it's changed a lot, like about how you play or anything like that? Uh, how I play the game? Mm, not really. I really try to enjoy myself when I'm streaming and try to. Uh, one thing I do is I try to like narrate my decision making in the mm-hmm. game i may not always be able to read chat while i'm right. rating and respond directly to chat but i can be like oh you know i i just screwed up that blade flurry a little bit here's why and just explain that you mm-hmm. know my own train of thought or like i i got up to my five combo points we're pooling energy now we're going to do an expose then i'll go into a one point slice and dice so people can kind of hear my thought process yeah, like as your I'm inner thought through. process yeah Dude, that's yeah. awesome that was uh the first the first guest we had on the show was episode six and we had Sal mm-hmm. Sal Daliad and I yeah. and I asked him like what he thought was the reason he was most success successful in streaming and his answer was I just basically say what is going on in my head I just constantly mm-hmm. say <laughs> what I'm thinking and I was like that's brilliant. And like <laughs> no the, the, filter yeah it's like you just like you like exactly what you're saying like oh shit i just screwed that up and mm-hmm. I, and i mean i've i've taken that advice and i don't have anything close to you or Sal's stream numbers but like mm-hmm. i have people uh watching like my scuffed gameplay and i literally just say oh i just screwed that up oh i should have done this oh, okay i mm-hmm. And uh, on, on this, also takes this fight, I need, to, I need to think <laughs> about this while I'm doing it. And you just basically like self narrate what is going mm-hmm. on in your head. And it actually mm-hmm. works yeah. really well rather You've than just being the streamer that just sits Bob. there and doesn't say anything, you know, and just clicks. Yeah. 
Where, if that's a stream, it's like hard to watch, right? For for me, when I try to watch other streams, if there's just like long dead silence where they're just like playing the game, it's like okay, I'm gonna watch something else. Like it's right. not it's not that engaging, it's not that interesting. No, All right, Bob what's now this walks real around life the house. Thing? Well, <laughs> now you walk around the house and you'll like say things. I'm like, what'd you say? Like, no, I'm just talking about what I'm doing. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> Why? Like, like, what do you mean you're talking about what Filling you're doing? Filling up okay, the ashtray cool. so I can yeah, have it later. Right? Like, he's just <laughs> tacting and narrating everything that he's doing in his life. And I'm like, oh, my God. You, you got to turn here? it off sometimes, Bob. Yeah, right? Oh, the, like, the, I don't need to know that you're walking to the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, the worst is when you talk to friends and you, like, address them as chat. Bad. <laughs> oh no. Uh, okay, so yeah. All right, so when when you stream, would you say you're more of an educational streamer when you, when you are interacting with chat? Like, do you take a lot of questions and like answer yeah. them and stuff? Yeah, I I try to respond to all the questions I can. Like, the, there's some questions that just annoy me because they're so frequent, and I feel like one of <laughs> Every the things I can has do to deal well. With that. As a content creator, I can figure out how to better organize the information so that people find it easily instead of directly going to asking and needing a personal response from me. There's always going to be people that wouldn't in a million years ever look it up themselves and they're always going to ask me. But I feel like I can cut down on the number of questions I get if I have well-organized stuff on like my discord server or on the wow head guides or whatever um that yeah. make it easy for people to help themselves yeah to be honest, I, this is a thing i deal with frequently as a um as a director right where it's like i'm trying to empower people to find the mm -hmm. information themselves right and how do i make myself less needed yeah <laughs> in every decision right <laughs> like well gosh one, one of the first jobs i had i was working at a, a card store you know they sell board games and they had a big ebay business selling magic the gathering cards and the boss there didn't like being interrupted and he said you know if you've got a problem and you're you're thinking you're gonna ask me to solve the problem spend at least 15 minutes trying to figure it out yourself then come ask me. He didn't care that's, that like uh, he'd pay thing. me for those extra 15 minutes. Yeah. I mean, frankly, he didn't pay me very much hourly anyways. <laughs> but that was one of the um that was one of the like best lessons. And I think one of the like I, I learned a lot from that experience of like just figure like put in the effort to try to figure it out yourself first. Right. And I've taken that with me the rest of my too. life. Yeah, I was trained that way too. I was trained like, do not come to me with a problem without a proposed solution. If you mm -hmm. don't have a proposed solution, I don't, I don't want to hear about it. And I'm like, mm -hmm. oh, okay. Well, uh, <laughs> and, and like, that's what I think is one of the biggest things about your con, your, your content. Rugs does a really good job too. Um, mm -hmm. You tell people the why. And the mm -hmm. why is what can help someone actually mm -hmm. figure out things on their own. If they yeah, know the understand. how, they they can do the how. But then yeah. once this thing happens and like this mechanic happens on the bus, you you just go like you don't understand 
oh, you could really increase damage if you do this because mm -hmm. of this me uh, mechanic. And you only know that if you actually understand the why you are doing something rather than yep. just the how. Yep. yep. There's Absolutely. a slippery slope, though, between where that's too much information versus mm -hmm. where it's true, enough information, true, right? True. Whereas, like, everybody's looking for this cookie cutter, like, hey, what do I do? Just tell me what I do, right? Mm -hmm. And the answer is not that simple, right? So how do you break that down into here's what you do unless this mm -hmm. or unless this or this situation, it, yeah, if right? If you explain yeah. the why, certain people are going to take that and then they are going to be infinitely better because Correct. of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, mm -hmm. there are people that aren't going to take that in and are just looking for the, oh, what do I hit? This, this, and this. And I'm... I think the why sets I, you apart. And well, you I, I think Simon does a good creator. job of it in his videos, though. I agree. Yeah, I, in the videos, I really try to, like, I write a script for it and I never publish a video the same day I wrote the script. I usually don't even record the video the same day I wrote the script because then I go back and read it again. And I'm like, well, does it actually make sense to get into this detail? Or can I can I gloss over this detail because it doesn't matter for 99% of the players? And like, if I can get the core message across, the core understanding without going into like so many nuanced details, I think that makes a better video. It's, yeah. you know, more watchable, more understandable. Um, and it's like on my discord, like everyone wants to know what 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 the bis items are to equip. So I have a bis list <laughs> section. And on that page, I have I have links to 80 upgrades item sets where if you mm -hmm. just want what are the bis items. Here's the easiest way to find that out. And then I have links right. to the wowhead guides, the right written guides. And those have a little more nuance to them. They have. um. You know, for each slot, they have a little description of why you're picking this item, what the alternatives are like. Are the alternatives close? A little more nuance there. And then there's the videos, too, that, you know, go into that nuance also. And then usually talk about whatever else I think is relevant to gearing in that particular phase. So I have like essentially three levels of depth that people can right. choose for themselves. Well, and and you also point out like you're like, hey. This item is bis, unless you're all you're already over the, the mm -hmm. hit cap or yeah. the armor pen cap or, you know, like and I think that's where a lot of people fail is they just look at these these bis lists and like mm -hmm. I even see it right now in T in TBC in Sun mm -hmm. in 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 Sunwell. All like we do a GD, we're a GDKP guild. I'll yeah. get items. We're not so a GDKP guild. Sorry, 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 sorry. DKP, DKP. Sorry. Come sure. on. All, but I'll get items so cheap because people don't don't realize that's still a bis item based on 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 my gear. Like yeah, and what or I like a really big have. upgrade that just doesn't happen to be actually this. You yeah. Know? 
Yeah, and like well, actual good, good on you. you know, you know a little extra. You can get an edge over the people who don't invest the time. Yeah, I well, struggle. And, I feel like I'm the person that's like, eh, that's not on my list. I don't know well, if I um, need that. Well, um, well, I mean, Mel, you like you went for your second best like uh, main hand weapon early mm-hmm. on in uh, Mount Mount Hygel and B and BT, and it ended up I working did. out for you huge. Like, That's because I didn't get my care weapon. It's just, so it's I just, really needed something. <laughs> it's just people don't get that. Like the bis list is only a bis list if you have every single one of those yeah. items and you have all yeah. of your actual soft caps hit. Like yeah. that's where I mean, it's big. There's some items where it's just like gonna be the best item regardless, but there are plenty of items where it's conditional. Like if you have these other pieces, then you want this shoulder, but if you don't have those other pieces then you want a different shoulder. And that right. that can get really complicated really fast. Yeah. Um, <laughs> going through all those different if thens, which it, I understand that. Like that can be intimidating. The people that desire just a simple bisless and they want to collect their 17 items. I get it. I say. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Well, so that's me. <laughs> so you do a ton of different, um, really good, like, like you do the math. Like, when mm-hmm. did, like, did you go to college? Uh, yeah. for math? Like, yeah, yeah. I have said a, earlier. Yeah. I yeah, yeah. But like, I wanted on. to elaborate on it though. Yeah, sure. So, uh, I mean. W- when I was in middle school, math was not a very, not my subject. High school, I had a really good math teacher all four years of my high school, and that, that sold it for me. I was a math guy at that point. And I went to a college, I got a four-year degree, undergraduate degree with a major in mathematics and a minor in philosophy. You see, I've got my math books on that shelf, and most of my philosophy books on that shelf. All right, let um, me guess. In back there. Yeah. Algebra 101, you ended the class 100%. Like, you Uh, literally missed nothing, right? I doubt it. I remember I took a a geometry class in college, though. It was like... um, It it was like an upper-level geometry class, not like an intro. Like, we were were talking about like things like proving that a, a rectangle... You know the the corners of a rectangle were were four were, were right angles based on some set of you know uh-huh, geometry yeah. like a l- little more advanced stuff. but like that was not enough for me and I was talking to the the instructor and being like can I get a little more challenge in this class <laughs> um and uh it, I was going a little bit beyond on some of the classes and other classes were like right at my level. That I thought was good, and I have my. I, I got a shout out. My favorite book is uh. Oh, is my cable long enough? Yeah, it is. This one here. This is. Oh, it's gonna be backwards. Euclid's Elements. This yeah, is. Uh, I believe the second most produced book in all of human history is a maths geometry textbook from uh, Euclid of Alea, a Greek mathematician. Um, it's great. I've like barely read any of it, but I know that it's like famous and foundational <laughs> in mathematics. And he screws up like his sixth proposition in the book. Um, I love that you're 
pitch on this is that I've barely read any of it, but I've heard it's really great. <laughs> and it's my favorite book. Well, okay, so... <laughs> So the so the yeah, yeah reason- let's, let's get it back to maybe a little bit more related. So I, I could go on lecturing people about Euclid's math mathematics, but maybe we should get it back to World of Warcraft related. Yeah, well the the reason I asked about algebra one oh one is because in college I actually one hundred percented that class. I had one one hundred percent on every test because I loved algebra because if you knew the actual uh, form, uh, form, for, for formulas, you could literally mm-hmm. do three equations and come back to your actual question. And yep. so you know you were exactly right in your calculations. Yeah. And most mm-hmm. people didn't do that extra work, but I loved it because I could basically check my my work as I mm-hmm. did a test. So. I, mm-hmm. I I was just assuming that you did the same exact thing because you seem like someone who would put in that extra effort. Yeah, yeah. I, I like my math class. I don't imagine I got 100% on every test, quiz, and homework. I was playing too much World of Warcraft to <laughs> get my homework in consistently, let's be honest. Uh, well, yeah, yeah the uh, home, yeah, the homework was a little rough. Yeah, you had mm-hmm. to, like turned that in. See, I was a math and science person, but I leaned more towards science. And now mm-hmm. I like these, I deal with human behavior, right? So right. there's not this rather than cut, yeah. uh, explanation for anything I do. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. So, okay. So then you talked about Excel spread sh- spreadsheets. That's like how mm-hmm. you like, figure out everything. And I heard you on yeah. classic life talking about how you were like finding out the different things that, that makes sense. It was how you were trying to figure out that different energies were bugged. Like mm-hmm. where did you, you, you said you self taught that, but how? Um, well, basically like, uh, most of the, in classic, you know, I was looking for some tools to be able to analyze my gear better. And most of the existing ones were in Excel already. They were spreadsheets. Mm-hmm. So that's where I like kind of was like, OK, this is maybe going to be a spreadsheet. Um, I decided that, you know, the existing tools, like I looked in the you know calculations they were doing and decided that these weren't exactly accurate. And then I came up with my own idea of how to do those calculations better to make them model what actually happens in the game more accurately so the tool can be better because you want the tool to model what actually happens in the game. Um, And, you know, I I come up with my own idea of how I want this to be. And then, you know, I go through, like, do I already know how to implement this code? for most things, sure, yeah. And then other times I, I like get totally stuck on this problem of like I have it in my head how I want the, the code to work, but like I either don't know the the syntax to like implement that code, mm-hmm. or occasionally I have like a math problem that like I know what I want this formula to do or how I, I want to go from like this number to that number. Um and and I don't know how to do the math actually. And then I then I sp- those are the worst because I mm-hmm. cannot think about anything else until I figure out that 
damn math problem. Oh my god, problem. I feel you on that. And you don't um, even know what to Google, right? Right. Like it's like in your head, but you mm-hmm. don't even know what to Google that you're looking for. It's yeah. like I wanted to do this, this, and this, but I can't Google how do you mm-hmm. calculate this and this and this all in a column plus this and like it's you're like so, it drives me nuts. Yeah. This the like, learning process is like, you know, I, I have the idea in my head of what I want the code to do, and I, I either have the skill already or I don't. And then I have to, you know, to solve that one particular problem or realize that one particular idea, I have to teach myself just a little bit more. And then, you know, I, I go on and I realize, oh, I could model this effect a little better. And I come up with a new idea on how to model that more accurately. And maybe I have to teach myself something else. A very gradual process of like basically only teaching myself the stuff that I need to know that will solve some <laughs> problem for me. Yeah. You guys are literally talking about like the pro, the profession I, I, IT. Like this. Yeah. Because like you can do so <laughs> many different things differently. And you have mm-hmm. to find out a way to Google it mm-hmm. for your specific problem or just Google yep. it and then tailor it to your specific mm-hmm. problem. Yeah. Yeah. The Google suggestions sometimes help. Yeah. Uh, well, um, so like you're uh, when you do a video is your mm-hmm. is, 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 is like, how do you go about doing the 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 research is it all just charts graphs and like personal stuff or do you take stuff from other people at times um like well, help it depends on Discord the topic of the video for for like for like the bis list videos um that's pretty much all just produced from the gear analysis spreadsheet that i maintain so that's like pretty much all me and it's just like tinkering through the spreadsheet to find the combination of gear that yields the highest damage output and like making note of like secondary options that are really close or something like that. Um, But for like the video about armor penetration and how the armor stat works in Wrath of Lich King, that was pretty much all just research. like Googling, finding old like Wowpedia articles about this, finding old elitist jerks forum posts about it, finding, you know, posts from, you know, private server players about how the armor system. And then I have to like take all these different sources and be like, you know, weigh them on their legitimacy. It's it's real research into figuring out, um, you know, what what goes into that video and how this armor system is supposed to work in Wrath of Lich King Classic. So it, it definitely varies based on the topic of the video. Um, and then I guess there's another one that was like, uh, I have one that's about how you can manipulate the Toshley Station teleporter item to stack up size buffs to make your character enormous. Um, and that particular exploit to manipulate this item so it doesn't go on cooldown and just keeps giving you debuffs just came to me from a viewer. Someone told me about this and I was like, wait, that's kind of cool. And then I made a video about it. Um, chat so there's is no, a there's cheat. Not a, what? Chat is a cheat. 
Yeah, right? true, true, true. Like they tell you they they give you ideas, tell tell you stuff. Mm-hmm. And they're not gonna make con they're not gonna make content on it, but mm-hmm. they help you to make it. It's yeah. a pretty awesome thing. So it, it always varies based on what the topic of the video is, exactly how it comes to being created. Um, but you know, whatever's appropriate for that video. Nice. All right. Well, you you're doing so much stuff. What are your plans for content in the future? Because you're writing guides for for, mm-hmm. for Wowhead. You're streaming. You're mm-hmm. doing the YouTube. What are your plans going on? Well, I want at least for the duration of Wrath, I want to continue as I'm going. You know, write the Wowhead guides. Get back on the YouTube game when the Wowhead when I'm not so like hacked with the writing stuff for Wowhead. You know, get back on YouTube videos and keep up the streaming. I've really like recently had a pretty significant boost in my regular stream audience in in numbers and you know viewer numbers, subscription numbers. And what I found is actually kind of surprising to me is for the longest time I just streamed my raids, like raids in the Tuesdays and Thursday evenings. That's it. Because like I figured that questing and dungeon, I figured. No one wants to watch that. That's boring. It's boring for me, so it must be boring for the audience. But with the Wrath beta coming out, I was like, okay, well, Wrath is definitely fun and and exciting and new. So I was just like streaming, leveling, and doing dumb quests and whatever. And I'm like, part of it's probably that I'm doing these streams at a different time frame from like, you know, 12 Eastern Standard Time to 6 instead of starting at 6. Um, so I get the uh, European audience, but I've come to realize that like maybe people actually want to watch, you know, me doing dumb quests and leveling and grinding and stuff. <laughs> it doesn't always have to be raid content. Well, yeah. and, and like, like raid content, you're, you know, you're really focusing on like doing what you need to do. And mm-hmm. it's like, I actually like when I'm raiding, I have a thing that I put up says hey i probably can't an- answer chat yeah like so just know so just know that yeah but when you're questing you can just interact you, with chat it's so much as more much like as just, you want yeah, yeah. it's like it's just w- chatting and people love it it's way more chill and uh honestly like the the daytime like leveling dungeon grinding on the wrath beta streams They've been a lot of fun for me recently, and they've been my best performing streams also. So I want to incorporate a lot more of that for sure. Yep. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, what are you most ex- excited for in Wrath? Mm, I'm excited. Well, I mean, to to play Rogue, basically. Uh, I, I feel like Rogue has had some kind of disadvantage compared to the other classes, you know, in Classic and in TBC that makes them, you know, like in classic they they were okay they just weren't the best in a competitive environment and yeah. uh, in tbc they they really kind of fell off and were not that good in a competitive environment armor Raph, bots like, basically the 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 class that i enjoy playing the most is finally given the powerful tools it needs to to be competitive and i'm so excited to finally have the powerful class in my hands to uh, exploit to the fullest extent I possibly can. Um, <laughs> I <laughs> and we are going to rule. 
excuse no, me. So, yeah, uh, I, I'm excited to see, you know, what I can do with such a powerful class in my hands. Uh, any fears? Mm, I don't know. With Blizzard, it's kind of like <laughs> you want to have faith, but they've had a lot of bad things happen recently that it's like you kind of don't know what they might screw up next. Like, are, are they going to are, are they going to have another like blitz chung where they ban someone for say giving a political like statement? Are they going to are, are they going to have another like em, em, employment abuse scandal and lawsuit or like what? <laughs> like they've had so hope not. many L's that it's just like, gosh. <laughs> What 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 could happen what next? Else Who knows? Could go wrong. Yeah. yeah. So it's like I I don't have a specific fear. I just have a general anxiety <laughs> that something else is going to go general wrong. General blizzard fear. General but blizzard I, fear. At the same time, I hope that they can, you know, do things right, turn things around, yeah. and continue producing and maintaining the game that I enjoy so much. Definitely. Okay, definitely. I have a question. Yeah. I shoot. Where do the hats come from? Where why, do the hats what come from? started the hats? Like, why? Like, well, because I feel like you wear a lot of different hats. Mm hmm. Yeah. So, uh, for the longest time, it just wasn't a thing. Like, this one I got, it was just at a, a local hat store. My, my boss at the card shop had given me a, you know, a holiday bonus. And I was just walking around downtown and went into the hat store. I was like, dang, that one's nice. Uh, I actually picked it off the shelf. It was right next to one that was labeled for like 70 bucks. I took it to the counter and I'd, I'd like, it was apparently not a $70 hat. It was apparently like 120. I was like, eh, you know what? Fine. It's good. It's good. <laughs> and I just like, and this one came from the same store, actually. Um, yeah. I just had a handful of hats and then I don't know. There, there was never really a time where I was like intentionally collecting hats until <laughs> now. This one is actually the first hat that was bought by a viewer and gifted to me. Like uh, this it. is a, a Ottoman Turkish bork hat. It's called. It's Looks um, like a Viking. Yeah, it's it's Maybe more of a, a Middle Eastern style, and it's uh, there's oh. a particular quality about it, like compared to this hat that has a wide brim. This has no real brim to it at all because uh, a lot of the Middle Eastern cultures where this hat style comes from were big archery cultures. And if you pull uh, your string back to your ear like they do with your with your thumb, well, if you had a big ass hat like this, the string would yeah go on the hat. Oh, wow. yeah, 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 that's a good point. Flat brim side so you can pull the string right back like that and still shoot your bow and defeat huh. your enemies or whatever. All right, all right. Um, so yeah, there's never really an intentional hat collection, but now uh, now yeah. now there's just enough that it's like okay, it's a thing. Now, now. you're a collector, right? So, yeah. like, <laughs> All right. So you All said downtown. Where? Yeah. What downtown? Curious. Uh, I. You know what? I'm a little. Yeah. I, I read too many stories about streamers getting stalked and streamers yeah, having don't their tell houses oh, swatted. Yeah, okay. I prefer not to say. I got you. Yeah. All right. Well, don't tell people that we're uh, we're in Kansas City, or we're way out mm -hmm. of Kansas City. But like, uh, yeah, 
our uh, city is growing. So I was just yeah. I, I, I was just curious because downtown definitely means different things in so many mm-hmm. different areas. You know the 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 center of the city. You know whatever downtown. Yeah. I just I just thought to myself when I was in when I was in Denver downtown mm-hmm. had a ton of different hat stores. Okay, so mm-hmm. I so I was just I was just curious, but I definitely don't yeah, want I you think to the out yourself cities, here. Bigger mm-hmm. cities definitely have more hat stores, but mm-hmm. yeah. All right. All right. Well, uh, yeah. yeah. Do, wait, there's one more question. It says, "Do you stream any other games?" I wish I could stream Doom (laughs) Eternal. I tried streaming that a couple times. My viewer count goes down to like one-tenth of what it was. And I'm not good at first-person shooters, but gosh, I enjoy Doom Eternal. (laughs) Doom? Wow, okay. I'm not good at it, but I love it. See, I love to stream Sea of Thieves, but yeah, Yeah. my my, uh, viewer count goes down to like nothing. Yeah, I, <laughs> like okay. <laughs> I was, uh, and it's so weird too because, like, literally, I don't have like I'm not like you. I mm-hmm. I mean I have okay information. I can answer mm-hmm. some questions, but I'm not a like a, a guru of anything. So I just feel like why does my stream account go down so far when I stream a different game? I just don't get it. I don't know, man. I mean, I, I guess my my viewers they. They want to see me refresh slice and dice over and over. They don't want to see me fire the BFG at 12 incubus and 15, you know, scourge demons and see them all explode in bloody glory. And then me charge forward, collect the health globes and continue. Oh, I mean, Come on. that game is great. Like, and it, it like rewards you for being aggressive. And like in that situation where I've got like a bunch of enemies fighting me, my first impulse would definitely be to like hide behind a corner and like jump out and take a pot shot. But like right. you will not be successful if you do that. It it encourages you or, or really forces you to play in the way that is more fun. Charge into the demons, blast them. Sometimes use your chainsaw to slice them in half because <laughs> the, there's so much reward for going up front. And yeah, it, it's great. Mm. I love that game. Well, and what like, is it again? What's game? Doom Eternal. It's the most right. recent in the Doom franchise, which goes back to <laughs> long time ago. <laughs> Simon, the yeah. uh, first. Like I am a, a IT guy. The first net network I ever uh, mm-hmm. create created at age fourteen was two computers in a peer to peer network using a null mm-hmm. modem cable, and I could play two games over that network. One of them was nice. was was Warcraft two, mm-hmm. and one of them was Doom. Doom. Or, the or the original, original doom and it was yeah, the that's first like time 96 or 98 I, yeah. I don't know when the original it was the first time you could like actually play with someone else like yeah. peer to peer and it was amazing but, but I, I always play the doom soundtrack the doom eternal soundtrack that heavy exciting adrenaline pumping music whenever we're doing speed runs in world of warcraft so nice. that that's the doom <laughs> that I do manage to get onto the stream. 
Well, if you've just, never just played little Sea of Thieves, messages to people. Yeah. There, so, <laughs> so like in in like in in like Sea of Thieves, you could literally shoot yourself out of a cannon. <laughs> I mean, it's it's unreal fun. Or your cat. Yeah, oh, your cat out of the cannon too. Your cat, yeah. your monkey pet. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, there's so much fun with that game. But unfortunately, unless you have people to play with, it's really not that mm-hmm. f- that fun. But oh no! All right. Well, okay. So yeah, the very last thing. What are your plans mm-hmm. for like guilds? Like, are you gonna do? Mm, are you gonna do multiple mains? Are you gonna like concentrate mm. on one main? Well, I'm hoping to stay with my existing guild. They're great folks, fully rested on Benedict. Well, we were on Pagel for the longest time, but we transferred over to Benediction. Um, oh, nice. We're, we are too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we're we're currently number three for speed run times on Benediction, and we're hoping to be able to bump that up to number two, maybe dethrone number one before Burning Crusade's over. We got a great group of people um, to play together. Um, and going like our guild does split runs so like when a new phase comes out a new con you know new content we each have a raiding main and a raiding alt and what we'll do is we'll run the raid twice each week and each raid will be us be um you know about half main raiders and about half alt raiders and then we funnel all the loot to the main raiders if a main raider needs it they always get it over an alt raider and that way we can gear up our our like speed running team much more quickly and start just going into the speed runs with better equipment. And I, I assume that general structure is going to continue through with Wrath of Lich King. And uh, I'm hoping they will let me play both a rogue main and a rogue alt. Um, <laughs> and, but uh, there's a lot of people that want to play rogue and there may not be enough spots available where like that works out with the roster. But, you know, I, I let the guild leadership handle that. Uh, I, I've been in, in the past in like guild leadership positions. And then like, I understand it is a thankless and difficult job. So I'm never really going to complain uh, much at all. If I, you know, the leadership decision isn't exactly <laughs> what I wanted, you know, I'll, I'll have two rogues for sure, whether they're both playing in the guild or one's playing in the guild and one's like, playing in uh, alt raids or, you know, other things, you know, whatever, at least two rogues. <laughs> oh, uh, that actually, uh, that was going to be my last question, but I have this one more for you because yeah, I what think I- you're going to have the answer that I like more than everybody else's answer. <laughs> in 25 man Wrath of the Lich King, how many rogues is too many? Mm, well, you need like 14 or 15 raid slots to fill the essential functions like tanking, healing, and then secure all your debuffs, which leaves uh, 11 to 10 spots for rogues. <laughs> hey, see, like, and this, this, this is what I've been trying to like drill into my, 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 my raid Wait, you're leaders. Telling me you could have those, you could have 10 to 11 rogues and that would be a wonderful raid. Yeah, Dude, sure. Why not? Well, yes. I mean, you'd have trouble. You'd have trouble gearing them all up properly. But um, that's the only I, problem, I think, right? So, so, like, essentially, when you're building a raid comp, you you want to fill the essential functions like tanking and healing, and you want to fill all your like necessary buffs and debuffs. After that, 
you're just stacking the classes that do the most individual damage. Or no, sorry, I shouldn't say classes. The players who do the most individual damage. That that's just like how you build a competitive, you know, uh, a raid composition. Yeah, and, and like I think Rogue has the potential when played well to be a like really top tier performer in terms of individual damage output so like yeah maybe you want some warlocks or some hunters or some whatever other like classes on account of like it'd be basically impossible to gear up 10 rogues in one raid um but in terms of like performance of the class i don't think there's any reason everybody equally geared 10 rogues would be great yeah i don't think there's a problem with that Basically, what like basically what I'm trying to 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 uh, to um com to combat is my boy Rugs is always mm-hmm. like, uh, you need five affy locks, and I'm like, fuck that, five rogues. We have tricks. Like, mm-hmm. come on, dude, what are you talking about? We don't need the affy locks. Mm-hmm. Like, fights are not long, like on private uh, private servers. We want the rogues. The rogues mm-hmm. bring extra buffs. And they are going to be the best kings. AOE, best single target. <laughs> Bob's just trying to get you to like agree with him right there. <laughs> oh well, he's he's uh you know preaching to the choir here. Yeah, this this is this is rogue land over here. Oh God, it's time for us to shine. I need to start betting our guests, Bob, <laughs> and you start betting these people, figuring out what your what your ulterior motive might be mm-hmm, mm-hmm. all right well all right guys this has been an epic fucking stream um yes. we are gonna start to uh close Gosh. out here um okay all right guys do do not forget to to follow us on twitter at wc reloaded mm-hmm. that's the place that you can know for sure when we go live on twitch.tv slash yeah, uh, we we want your your uh, wow stories or your questions. Send them to wcrpodcast at gmail dot com. If you would like to send us a voicemail, please do so by dialing eight one six eight six six one zero six six. If you want to join our Discord and interact with the hosts of this show or any of the the podcast on the mash those buttons network that link is mash.gg slash discord how can you help the show tell your friends about the show everybody has a guild you have a guild discord link it there that is the best way to Mm -hmm. get us more more traction you guys have been great the YouTube is actually like starting to grow and it's actually like about 10% of our listenership now. So definitely like check out the YouTube, like sub, uh, sub subscribe that all helps us. Thank you so much. Uh, ways to help us uh, on top of that is I, uh, iTunes re reviews, Spotify mm-hmm. stars help us. Um, you can also go to, uh, it used to be uh, War, uh, Warcraft Radio, but now it is bonusroll.gg. You can you can leave us a review there. And those are all ways that you can help us get seen on Google searches and everything else. 
Thank you guys for everything you do. You can also do the Patreon. We've changed it to monthly. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm so bad at the Patreon. It's just it's weird to me because you guys give us money. We love you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, that's that's it for how you can you can help us. Uh, Mel, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter at Mel Overwatch, or you can find me in game, more likely, on Mel Arena on Benediction. All right, mm-hmm. all right. And Simonize, tell us where all we can find you. Yeah, it's the same handle on... Uh, oh, wait, is it actually? Hang on. Uh, I'm, I'm on YouTube. You can search Simonize Show on YouTube. Uh, and I stream on twitch.tv slash Simonize Show. That's S-I-M-O-N-I-Z-E-S-H-O-W. Simonize Show. Yeah, and Wonderful. And like just a, I know I've talked about it throughout, but just a reminder, please check out the count, the, the countdown to classic episode. Yeah, with Josh's Simon. show. Excellent. And mm-hmm. then the uh, classic life episode where pricks, mm-hmm. And everybody else on the show just had their mouth open while <laughs> Simon I is just like literally laid out everything Unloaded. perfectly. <laughs> and they were just and like, we can link, we can link him in the show notes. Right, Bob? Yeah. 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 I'll, uh, I'll leak everything I can in the show notes. So you guys check it out. And, uh, yeah. Thank you Wonderful. so much. Um, oh, if you if you want to find me, you can find me on Twitter at Blazin underscore Bob. That's B-L-A-Z-Z-I-N underscore B-O-B. And if you want to find me uh, streaming and come support my small stream, you can do you can do so. It's Blazin Bob, no underscore. And uh, yeah, we're gonna get out of here. Mm-hmm. Epic. Five right. hour stream here. I'm gonna have to split <laughs> this into two episodes. It's crazy. I'm gonna have to go make myself some dinner. I guess <laughs> yeah. the, the last thing I'm still holding this book here. I gotta say, if you want to know why Euclid screwed up his first proof in his massive book, you can you can ask me that on Discord, and I'll I'll be happy to explain. <laughs> oh, awesome, God. awesome. All right, guys. Until next week. See you around. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, it was wonderful. Thanks for listening to a Mash Those Buttons production. If you enjoyed the show, you should check out MashThoseButtons.com and see if any of our other shows might interest you. All of our shows are available on your podcast platform of choice like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more. If you enjoy our content, you can help support Mash Those Buttons by becoming a patron at Patreon.com slash MashThoseButtons, where you can receive Patreon bonuses for as little as $1 a month. You can connect with Mash Those Buttons at Twitter.com slash The Mash Network, Facebook.com slash Mash Those Buttons, or join our Discord at mash.gg slash Discord.